still standing, indeed. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs stay alive with a Game 4 victory over the Florida Panthers in Sunrise. To talk about that and more, we have our Insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. That Insider is none other than the host of Real Kipper and Born, Nick Kiprios. Good morning, Kipper. Good morning. How we doing? Everybody What's feeling a little, little better? Listen, we had three days of uh, misery. Like, it was rough. It was rough eulogizing a team that's still at a heartbeat, albeit faint. Uh, and now we're feeling at least like, you know, we got the chance, Gunner and I, to talk about a uh, positive thing here with this Leafs playoff run. It was a positive night. Uh, the sun came up, Kipper. And the sun came The sun came coming up earlier now? Like, it is fully up right now. Things are good right now. The vibes are high. Kipper, how do you rate that performance from the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, they're best by far, uh, and not not a game that you can win. Also, three more games and uh, and win a series, but they did what they they had to do. Uh, you, you could not lose that game. That's uh, coming home with your tail between your legs, and this was about at least getting a little bit of uh, uh, accountability back into your game, respectability. You're playing for your dignity, all, all of that. Uh, they were able to do that over 60 minutes by far. Their their best effort and and a look that we were we were looking forward to the whole series. It didn't didn't materialize in the first three games, but they they had it uh, last night. And uh, there's a heartbeat right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, there, there definitely is. And, you know, the the thing I was kind of thinking coming out of this game is, look, you, you needed a win to keep your season alive. You would have taken it in any any way, shape, or form it, it came in. But it feels a little better for this team to have kind of scratched one out, to have eked one out, as opposed to having one of those nights where the puck's just going in and you're up three or four nothing before the game's 10 minutes old or something like that. feels like having to have a tough, gritty win when all we've been talking about for the last two or three days is, do they want it bad enough? Is there some character flaw it feels like a win in that style does a lot more for them than a you know a, a, a three or four goal margin would have what do you make of that kipper yeah and, and you're speaking um obviously about uh the look that we saw against the tampa bay lightning yeah where there's some some wins in that first round <laughs> series where you're uh, the ice is tilted a little bit uh by far uh a full 60 minutes there uh the consistent look of not having to play in your own zone for uh, a long period of time. Florida could not sustain uh, a four check like they did in the first three games. They they took less flesh off the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs moved the puck uh, with purpose, and they were able to even push in the third period when they were up uh, one nothing or 2-1. They didn't sit back. And uh, they had a lot of good looks, uh, blocked shots, much better look than we've seen in the first three games. Face-offs, puck possession. They had the puck more last night than I think they did in the first three games. And uh, that, of course, equates to a better game from their star players, uh, w- which was led for me by Mitch Marner last night. Okay, let's get into Marner. Uh, he's throwing the body early. He scores the uh, eventual game winner on a seeing eye shot that finds its way through Sergei Bobrovsky. Was that the full Mitch Marner experience, or does he have more to give? Oh, listen, they they've got a lot more to give, uh, and you just hope that they're warming up a little bit here. 
And if he can come back home and uh, the shackles can come off of maybe Austin Matthews and he can find a way to get uh, a couple of goals uh, behind Bobrovsky in game five, now you've got some serious momentum uh, going back in game six. But uh, Mitch needs the puck. He needs to have the puck on his stick to make plays. Uh, that didn't happen in the first three games. They were all over him. Uh, he's not the. He's not a physical guy. He's not big, strong guy like you can see out of a, a, a dry sidle. He has to be able to hold on to the puck, get his heads up, his head up, make plays, look for trailers, uh, uh, change his angle. Uh, 360-degree turns, that's his game when he starts uh, um, making plays that uh, that can be followed up by teammates who who layer up for him. And uh, a much better look out of, of Mitch Marner last night and uh, Willie Nylander. And, you know, Tavares and, and Matthews had better looks last night as well. So uh, they alleviated, alleviated a little bit of pressure off themselves. They bought themselves time. And now they're going to have to have uh, arguably their best uh, playoff game uh, of their careers yet again, uh, Friday night. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the mantra for this team, right? Good job. Now go do it again three more times. Uh, you thought four was hard. Uh, you only have to do three now after after what they were capable of. You know, uh, just sticking with Marner there. Everybody saw what happened at the end of the game. I don't know. You're you're probably the perfect person to ask because you've been in these playoff wars. How much does that stuff at the tail end of a game matter? You know, whether you want to take it to Marner's reaction to kind of laughing off Kachuk versus the Panthers trying to send a bit of a message at the end of the game. How much does that kind of stuff matter? And you know, we saw different circumstances circumstances as well but at the end of the uh, Edmonton Vegas game last night as well I love the look for the Toronto Maple Leafs at the end of the game uh, this is a team that can not go punch for punch with Florida this is not a team that uh, has to um, you know wrestle them to the ice and and be the one that's uh, at the top of the pile and not the one at the bottom of the pile I thought the I thought it was a perfect ending for the Toronto Maple Leafs where they all stuck together. And Mitch Marner, again, what is he, 170 pounds? He's not going to go to toe-to-toe with anybody. And he he didn't back off. He, he held his ground. Uh, he doesn't have to throw punches. Uh, Morgan Riley got hit hard. The response off of them was really good. And something else that they can kind of bring them together and galvanize them and 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 have them feeling like, hey, Look at the way they're acting, the Florida Panthers, at the end of this game. We got them. We got them this game. Now let's just continue it 48 hours later. So I I thought from start to finish, uh, it was a good look for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Go back and watch their their last five minutes. Uh, They didn't play them on their heels. They weren't holding on for dear life. Uh, They pushed hard, and they pushed hard right until that that last pileup. A good feeling for them going back home off of last night's win. A lot of a lot was made of Mitch Marner's discussion with the media, William Nylander's answers with the media pregame, uh, and in their own way, these guys definitely responded. Uh, but William Nylander's response is a little bit different, right? Like, it's it, he was immediate in that game. He was a force again. But he's talking about having fun and how it's going to bring the best out of him. Is that sort of like an underrated aspect of William Nylander in that he's like completely unfazed by this market? And maybe he is to a certain extent, but he talks about having fun and then he goes out and looks like he's 
actually having fun in a pressure-packed scenario, in a yeah. scenario which com- could come with serious consequence. We, we look at, hey, hey, this team has to make a change. Well, you're not – you probably can't move the other three. And that leaves William Nylander, who – this is a moment where he could have folded, and I think he, from the, the very start of this game, was the reason why the Maple Leafs got their feet wet and were able to settle in. Well, let me ask you something. Um, when you first heard it, uh, they're down three nothing, and and you hear him say, eh, "Let's just go have some fun out there." Uh, how did you take it? Because the majority of I think uh, people, media, fans, whatever, is like, "Oh, he doesn't care." And I I don't think that that's the case in terms of uh, you know the, the 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 demeanor that he has. It's not what he wanted to kind of portray. Uh, but there is a sense that, uh, you know, he was speaking the truth that he he knows his game better than anyone. And if it means that he needs to go out there and not feel that pressure, that tight pressure, and just go have a feeling of it, it's a natural thing to feel that when you're having fun, you're at your best. He, I, I think he proved it last night. I think he, he backed it up. And that's all that matters. Let's face it. Uh, they lose last night and he doesn't have an impact on the game. He's getting ripped today, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely ripped, like as if he doesn't care. But the bottom line is he, he backed it up. And uh, uh, the one thing that uh, I, I I really appreciated about his game was his back pressure. Uh, you know, much like Florida was all over the Leafs on their back pressure the first three games, he had that feel. He broke up uh, a few plays uh, coming back hard. And uh, overall, uh, a terrific game out of Willie Nylander, and he did back up uh, his his comments. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you love about him, right, is that he does have that in him. And, yeah, the, the comments, I'll admit, if it was anybody else on the team, my eyes would have clear rolled out of my head. But with Willie, it's Willie, and you got to kind of take the good uh, with with the bad. Fan Morning Show here, Brent Gutting, Justin Cuthbert, filling in for Ailish this week, uh, talking to uh, Nick Kiprios of Real Kipper and Bourne. Uh, you know, Kipper, obviously, a lot was made at the tail end of the season, going with 11-7. and seven. They used it to close out Tampa. They used it to get their first win in the second round in almost 20 years. Uh, is this the new recipe? Do, have the Leafs really found something here? Or can you see them going back to 12-6 and six at some point? Uh, well, I, I was about to say in this series, but there might only be one more game, Kipper. Yeah, they, uh, they're they going to roll with it. There's no doubt about it. And you know, Let's kind of focus on the fact that they had one extra day here, and there's no doubt in my mind that the benefit went to the Toronto Maple Leafs over Florida, having that one extra day of rest. And... Uh, you were able to, I think, kind of reset uh, a lot of players, a lot of older players. I thought uh, the extra day helped John Tavares a lot. Uh, better legs, better battle, uh, much better in the face-off circle. Uh, between him and Camp, they they owned it last night, which leads to puck possession, which leads uh, to to Florida uh, now not being able to 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 get a sustained four check. Um, Mark Giordano, another guy that benefited from the extra day. I thought he was much better, uh, stronger. Uh, they were able to kind of spread the uh, the minutes out a lot better on uh, on the blue line as well. And uh, Shen also had a terrific uh, game, uh, game-saving play on Barkov late in the third period where he, he was able to strip the puck off of him. 
you were able to back him off maybe five minutes, if I remember correctly. Uh, his minutes uh, were not as prominent uh, as they were in game three. And just, again, an, an overall better look from that blue line. Less is more. McCabe, less is more. TJ Brody, less is more. They managed their minutes better. They managed the clock better. And uh, uh, I go back to the the benefit of the extra day. Yeah, it seems like the seven defenseman gives you a less is more from just about everyone, but kind of it felt like more is more for Morgan Riley. Uh, he did see his his uh, minutes curtailed just a little bit with seven defensemen, which makes sense. I mean, simple mathematics would would give you that uh, sort of uh, conclusion. But it seems like they can do more with Morgan Riley in a seven defenseman format because let's face it, if you ask for too much from Lucien, you might get a negative uh, a negative result in that this guy has given you really really positive results through the through the playoffs so far but if you want to play him 24 minutes you're going to run into trouble and Morgan Riley didn't play 24 minutes last night but every shift it seemed like he was having a massive massive impact and that has been the story but do you see a less is more with Riley too even though it seemed like hey a little like some minutes beyond Shen some power play ice it seemed like it was a more is more from Riley, and it was just really maximizing his minutes last night. Well, let's face it. They're not, they weren't chasing the score, uh, and they weren't feeling pressed uh, to create offense. Uh, Morgan could really pick and choose when he wanted to go up and, and be a threat. And we, we know what his, his greatest strength is for the Leafs, and that's the ability to skate, get up on the ice, and add that layer to players like Mitch Marner. Uh, when it's needed, and uh, I thought he did a terrific job of, uh, of you know, pushing the envelope and not rip, ripping it open. There was no need uh, to go and, and force something that isn't there. Uh, he he also skated exceptionally well last night, and that's what it's going to take for for three more games. Morgan Riley's going to have to lead that on the blue line and uh, continue to. Uh, wait his wait for his opportunities, pick his spots. But uh, you know he led he led better decisions off that blue line, no question about it. Uh, and and he should because he is their their best defenseman. A lot of things went right for the Leafs last night. Maybe the uh, the biggest one they needed to was uh, finding a goalie because Ilya Samsonov was no longer available. We know Matt Murray was, but uh, based on everything everybody has said, I don't think anybody wanted to quite kick the tires on that yet. Uh, you know, a lot encouraging from last night, but maybe the most encouraging to me was that Joe Wall looked or continued to look how he's looked in this series or, the, you know, through, through a game in a bit now and that you saw the first signs of a bit of a crack in Bobrovsky with a, a bit of a soft one go, going through at the end there uh what'd you make of the goaltending battle last night and could you see a world where where wall could kind of help the Leafs steal this thing obviously a, a tough a tough mountain to climb I know but well listen he's uh he he certainly gave what the Leafs were in dire need of and that's just a calming influence back there and you couldn't tell whether or not he was looking at his first NHL uh playoff start or <laughs> He's been in the league for 10 years. You would not have known the difference if, if you didn't know, uh, and you just based it on his demeanor uh, or his body language. And then you listen to his comments. And again, uh, you know, you're sometimes you can hear a guy and, and he's saying it just for the sake of saying it, like he's trying to convince himself or he's trying to talk himself into something. That's not him. Uh, he's so sincere, and you believe every word he says when he says that uh, – you know, he doesn't follow social media and 
told this story on Real Kipper and Bourne the other day about uh, him walking into the the dressing room to find out that uh, the Leafs traded for Ryan O'Reilly when the whole hockey world <laughs> knew through social media uh, a long time before he knew. Uh, and uh, it, it's I think he's refreshing. And yeah, listen, when you're down three nothing, you'll you'll take anything for, take for anything. a rallying point. <laughs> And and Wall's going to give it to him. Uh, the one thing I think is pretty consistent from people that uh, know the game well is that structurally he is their best goalie in the organization. And I think last night was another example. Whereas we we we, we saw some great games out of Samsonov, but then there was often times when he uh, would be over aggressive outside his posts, and sometimes he would. He'd spin and turn in the most uh, inopportune time. And you're like, where, where did that come from? This guy is structurally sound from beginning to end. And he's he's got a much more consistent look uh, in the net than, than Samsonov would have. And uh, that's just a, another calming influence for the team is knowing that uh, he's, he's, he's going to give you uh, the same look every night. And, and, you know, one squeaked in on him on, on that power play goal. But outside of that, I, I thought he was he was near perfect. Uh, we saw first last night in uh, the Leafs late game preservation mode. I mean, that's what happens when you win your games almost exclusively in overtime. And the one regulation victory you had was of the blowout variety. How do you think the Leafs fared in their sort of scrambly late game preservation? And I guess the protection late game of Joseph Wall. Yeah, I, I thought the last five minutes were, were great. Uh, composed, poise, uh, no panic. Um, I think they they did a, a, all a terrific job. And you know, Sheldon Keefe, uh, not too much, not too excited. Back of the bench, they just they looked like a, a team that's been there before, which they should be after everything they've experienced the last few years, trying to get out of a first round and then closing the deal against Tampa Bay. So. Again, it's it's just a start. The the seed has been planted, and let's see if they can they can water it and and, and have it grow a little bit uh, in the next forty eight hours. I would I would love to see that. I know just talking to people, a lot of people are worried about that being the dead cat bounce, and it's about to get bad again at, at home on on Friday night. You know, this core they can be finicky. It's riding the wave with them. Do you have any any inkling of which way you're leaning? Do you want to kind of hear what people say in the next couple of days? Like what? Forty eight hours, or I guess not even that, a little less than that, removed from Game Five on Friday. Do you have any kind of lean one way or another? You think we're getting a Game Six, or do you think uh, do you think it'll all be over tomorrow? Night. No, I, I think there's an opportunity for Game Six, and they were one of the better teams at, at home. I, I think, uh, uh-huh. like, just to, just to watch the energy of, of the fans, and you know, as much as the, whatever's been said over over forty or you know seventy two hours, uh, and uh, the negative feeling that uh, people had towards the Leafs being down zero and three, you still watch your television last night you see the thousands of people outside the the building at uh uh watching on the giant screen outside the Scotiabank arena and there's still energy there there's still a feeling like wow if we can take it back to game six you just got to win one hockey game in Mm -hmm. 60 minutes and you're still looking at an an offense that you think can break through here um is 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 game five the game where 
the Leafs get the offense going and have a convincing 5-2 or 6-2 win. You're almost kind of waiting for that. You haven't seen that since early in the Tampa Bay series. And Austin, Austin needs a breakout game here. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something waiting for him for a a couple of goals or a hat trick. Uh, He's got that ability to shoot the puck in the net. And if they can, if they can get a good, a good push offensively, uh, I, I think there's a good chance for a game six. Yeah, the two goal ceiling eventually, eventually ha- has to be broken. And you're right, I like think. we've we've done it all week, right, Kipper? Like every show on this station has been talking to guys who have been a part of three nothing comebacks or three nothing. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, bl- uh, if you've blown the three nothing lead, uh, and 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 from those findings, it's like okay, it's survival in game four. Just get through it. But game five is about transferring the pressure. Can you put the pressure on the Florida yeah. Panthers all of a sudden? And honestly, I I feel like. It's not to the. They're not in Boston's position where they were down, or they were yeah, where they were chasing three one. Like it's not like they are Boston, but for at least a moment, they can feel the pressure now. Pressure off game four, and now you can actually make them feel the pressure in game five. I think the biggest thing when you think about the Leafs coming back and 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 winning this thing is that you're you're up against history, and it's just the four times uh, it's ever been done before. Uh, and that's hard to overcome just based on the percentages of how many playoff games or playoff series there's been and how many times it's been done. But is this is the question I'll ask you guys. Is is this era uh, not set up for it to happen a lot more than it did maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago? Um, and then I know we've had it a couple of times here in the last 20 years. Uh, but... I uh, just t- take a look at uh, the regular season. How many times teams have, uh, we'll use Jack Hughes's uh, uh, term, gone on heaters, mm. right? And uh, and we weren't talking. We're not talking about winning four in a row. Some teams have gone seven, eight, ten games uh, winning streaks. And all, all you've asked the Leafs to do is go on a four-game winning streak. And I know it's the playoffs, and I know it's tougher, and uh, it's uh, it. There's there's less room out there, but in saying that, uh, I I think this era set up with uh, with a, a better opportunity to to start in in the future years as well of of seeing maybe a few more uh, come from behind uh, down three zero series wins I, between power plays and uh, and uh, the way they officiate sometimes that. Uh, less clutching and grabbing. Uh, there might be a chance for the offense to get going here and really make things interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a chance that uh, the Leafs could put some pressure on Florida to go back home. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I thought I might lean the other way just because maybe more variability with the, the goaltending. And you're just, just, picturing, more you're just picturing a goalie in 1985 doing the big, whoa, with the glove. That's all Justin's yeah, picturing. That, that's that, what's happening. It might just be that. It might just be that. Um, uh, last one for you here, Kipper. Uh, the goodest hit. Where do you land on that? Hard. Yeah. Just a hard hit. It was a hard uh, hit. And uh, uh, you're just not getting that call. Uh um, I didn't like it, but at the same time, you know, that's where you just suck it up. And you, you, if you're the Leafs, you hope that uh, Achari can get a few licks in there, and he did. I thought Achari was really good, really mm. physical last night. And uh, 
uh, you just got to suck it up and and move on and play the game. And I know there's a incident last night with uh, Petrangelo getting a, a slash on, uh, I think, Dreisaitl last night late in the game, and they're screaming for a suspension and don't think that's going to happen either. Uh, but this is about sucking it up right now, and that's all you have to do on on the Gudis hit uh, on Camp and and move on. Uh, the bottom line is you won and you live another day and you hope that you can, uh, like I said, uh, grow up, grow, grow a seed of doubt here uh, mm. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Credit to them because they did suck it up. Uh, David camp came back, they played hard and they finished the job. So the Leafs will extend, go to a game five. That means more must watch Kipper and born episodes throughout the rest of the week. And then into next week, uh, Kipper, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we'll all be tuning in today for yes, Kipper and Bourne. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Uh, that's Nick Kiprios, host of the aforementioned Real Kipper and Born and The Insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Man, uh, I love his answer on Gudis because it makes me sound so smart. You guys ever watch playoff hockey? Nick Kiprios is one of comp, and he's telling you that's just what it looks like. And I think we both might be wrong. I would, I would have. What do you think? Quick, Peter Angelo, is he getting in the game? I think he should probably get a game. He he looked like he was Ned Stark trying to cut somebody's head off. He didn't yeah. he didn't give him a hard whack on the wrist. He went full two hand above the head yeah, extension. Six, six foot four guy yeah. bringing the stick up another six feet. Yeah, uh, it's uh, fifteen feet coming down. I'm bad at math. Uh, Twelve yeah, feet coming down. Something that's pretty rough. It was. It was as violent as a slash can get. On a superstar. I, outside of, outside of uh, Brashear McSorley, it's as violent as a slash could get. And yeah, like you mentioned, uh, kind of an important guy for the Oilers. Uh, context to that is, uh, this will shock you, Evander Kane somehow involved in the incident, mm-hmm. uh, smoked Peter Angelo from behind. Now, Peter Angelo turned a little bit. I'm not saying this is some incredibly dirty hit by Evander Kane, but you, know, you get hit on the numbers by Evander Kane and tell me you're going to be happy about it. You're not. Uh, so he was definitely a uh, little vengeance, little blood yeah. a little not happy with how the game was going they I'm were sure. they were punishing petro too like yep. that oilers forecheck we talked well about and this goes back to kane and petrangelo we talked about this off the top of what was it monday's show when in the oilers game tuesday, there was, maybe, yeah, yeah it was tuesday right because it was at the very end of the first period and petrangelo just standing there at his own zone expected to kill the clock and evander kane yep. cross checks him in the throat so this has been percolating yeah they, they've made life pretty miserable on him and they got a reaction out of petrangelo we'll see if that results in anything we'll see if uh darnell nurse is suspended he got an instigator in the final five wish about all this uh yeah that's an automatic suspension so we'll see if that is rescinded because it can be reviewed but we will get to that with wish uh now it's time for something to chew on brought to you by great canadian meats yum 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 okay so the raptors little raptors news uh they're going through the head coaching interview process Blue Jays played yesterday can't sneak in the show but yes we'll jj ch- reddick we'll try we will we'll try to get a little bl- i hey, don't even want to talk hey, about that blue Jays i was gonna to say honest. there's there's a long flowing haired individual who is thrilled that there's been no blue jays talk on the show today yeah if, you know, listen if they had uh you know turned that kevin gosman start which was brilliant mm-hmm. into a victory with a blown or a completed save yep. from jordan romano we'd probably be mentioned in the first mm-hmm. block but we don't want to. Uh, so we'll do the Raptors. Uh, reportedly, they have interviewed J.J. Redick for their vacant head coaching position from Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, he was part of a first round of candidates to meet 
with franchise leadership. Uh, easy to make the jokes because J.J. Redick would 100% be the best shooter if he jumped in within this organization. Player coach, baby. But very, very interesting because I never really thought about J.J. Redick transitioning to head coach. It seems like the media thing has been perfect for him. He's a great-looking individual mm-hmm. who uh, can man. talk. Uh, that's the recipe for uh, media generally, at least on ESPN post-playing career. Oh, and a lot of people hate him. That actually, you would think it goes the other way, but that actually helps because then it's, look, hate-watching is a thing. Okay. Exactly. 100%. So uh, a little surprising. Uh, it feels like there's some window dressing happening with this coaching mm-hmm. search just a little bit. Yep. This could be part of that. Uh, but what are your thoughts on JJ Redick being a coaching candidate for the Toronto Raptors? I think that a lot of the bloom is off the rose. Like I could give the funny answer of, oh, just shoot for his job every day and he'll never get fired because the way this team's built. But I think that a lot of the bloom is off the rose with the Raptors of you can kind of put anybody into this culture and it will grow them in to be in the right individual for the job. I don't know that we feel that way, that I would have potentially felt a year ago, 18 months ago, something along those lines. So, hey, they're going to interview him. Obviously, he is a... You know, I'm not going to go as far as brilliant, but a very capable basketball mind. He's played in the league. He straddled a couple of different eras. He has a lot of relationships with players. All of these things are extremely helpful to you being an NBA head coach. But because of what the Raptors have kind of become, because the, like I said, the blooms off the rose a little bit with them. I don't know that I look at this as, ah, it doesn't really matter. You're going to pick the right guy. I don't know that they are. And I don't know that it's JJ Redick. So we all know like the catcher translates best to the manager Mm. in major league baseball point guard just to me it yeah it's the point guard mm-hmm. it is not the guy who's just the spot-up shooter yeah. right it's not the guy who just has <laughs> one job and doesn't yes. really have to do anything other than find himself in the corner now that's not to, to suggest excuse me that he can't be a good coach maybe that's a possibility i have no idea what he would bring from mm-hmm. a coaching perspective no clue yeah but just like knee-jerk reaction I don't know. God love Yazo, but we're, we're missing Danelli here for his hot 17 seconds of analysis on <laughs> yeah. this one. We really are. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll put Azo on the spot later. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, <laughs> we are taking your calls next. You can call us at 416-870-0590, or punch in star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. We want to hear from you because the Leafs won a playoff game last night, and there should be some passion reunited in this market. So let us know how you feel, your thoughts, your concerns, how you were planning on coping and didn't have to do it. Like what is on your mind after the Leafs got through and survived game four of their Eastern Conference semifinal with the Florida Panthers? The Leafs therapy vibes hotline is open and it is open after the break. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays, Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The hotline is open. We are taking your calls. 416-870-0590-1-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. You can also text us at 590-590. Gunner. Do you want to, we addressed it a little bit before we get going here on the calls. Did you have anything more you wanted to say on the pregame nonsense from the Florida Panthers? Wild. At least they disrespected their country as much as they did ours. That was was genuinely among the worst anthems I have heard. And I've heard bad anthems in my life. That was really, was really bad. I don't know. Like I could go more reallys if you want, because Mm. there's just, there's no amount that's too many. That was disgusting. Did that person sing for anyone before they decided you could sing the anthem. I mean, I saw this going around on Twitter. It looked like they just 
it, or I should say, it sounded like they just took their word for it going, I can sing the anthem. Yeah, I mm. bet you can. Get out there and do it. For a team that likes to trot out uh, Ariana Grande as a super fan, yeah. uh, if you go to a Stanley Cup final, Florida, make sure that you, like, it doesn't have to be Ariana. Literally anybody else. I'll but start it's, there. But it's got to be someone who can actually sing anthems. Okay, let's get to the phone lines. Andrew from Toronto, we'll start with you. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, we're pretty well. good. How are you? Oh, I'm feeling great. Yeah, so I just wanted to chat about Wall quick. I mean, like, down down the stretch there, he played some great games for us. I know I think there's some Chicago games, there's a Columbus game, but, you know, I think he went 6-0-1, and he had a crazy save percentage this year. It was like 9-33, and all my buddies thought I was nuts going into the playoffs when I said, you know, there's an argument for him to be our starter. And I know it's a small sample size. I know he's inexperienced, so obviously Samsonov gets a start. He played great in Tampa, but... You know, as I was watching down the stretch there um, in the Tampa series, you know, Samsonov, I called in last week, you know, just to say he, he seems like he's swimming sometimes, like gets out of position. And, you know, just watching Joe Wall last night, I mean, holy smokes, this guy's young and all, but he plays like a vet. Whenever you hear him talk, he's just dialed in, confident. And, you know, I mean, I think there's a huge argument to be said that, you know, even if Samsonov is, is healthy tomorrow, like, you got to keep rolling wall. I mean, he showed nothing but greatness last night, and uh, it's really too bad he couldn't get the shutout. Um, but, I mean, I think there's a huge argument that, you know, he should be the guy going forward until, you know, he, he shows otherwise or until the season's over. Yeah, thanks for the call, Andrew. I was with you. I mean, I thought the suggestion that Joseph Wall should be the goalie over Ilya Samsonov, if healthy, was pretty asinine. But more and more, like, goaltending experts were saying it, and I don't think that can be ignored, right? Like, I hadn't seen enough to be like, oh, yeah, clearly he'll put you in the good position. He's the better uh, fundamental goaltender. Like, it didn't feel like that to me. But, yeah, it's a quiet goaltender in there with Joseph Wall. And you're right. Ilya Samsonov has been mostly really, really good but he can swim, and if he starts swimming, you're in deep, deep trouble. Yeah, the other thing about it with Wall that I keep going back to is that uh, the pedigree that he has matters because this isn't a kid coming out of absolutely nowhere. This is a guy taken in the exact same draft as Austin Matthews. He was a third-round pick. Those guys are expected to, at the very least, get a chance to play in the NHL. It is not some unforeseen thing that he's here. This isn't Pontus Holmberg, who's a sixth-round pick, who burst on the scene out of absolutely nowhere, and guess what? He's back with the Marlies because that's probably where he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. This Joe Wall, and it's a little different. And to your point, the goaltending experts saying so, we got to listen to those guys because with no position in sports, there is no position in sports that we're all kind of guessing a little bit more than goalie. Uh, Ed from G-Town is next. Ed, what's on your mind? Uh, Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, Second time, long time. Just uh, wanted to talk about the the refereeing. The Leafs are uh, obviously up against it. You know, the bunting bleeding, the ref right in his face, uh, not giving the extra two. The cross check on Hall, like, come on, man. Like, the, the stick was defective. Kachuk, if anything, got closer to him when Hall pushed on him. And then, uh, you know, the hit by, uh, by Gudis on camp. Like, where does the player safety come in here for the NHL? So, like, I'll, I'll, you know, is any of these plays reviewable? Yeah, I'll jump in on it, Ed. I, like, we all hate it. And I could do, ooh, an hour 
plus of ref talk after every single Leaf game this season. I am not somebody who runs away from it, but I think when you look at it, they did get a bit of a raw whistle last night. The bunting play, I mean, I talked about it already on the show, but the idea that it's Michael Bunting. He had to sit there and take it, even though it's ridiculous. He has a cut on his nose, and you could say it came from something else. Guess what? It's there, and he just got high stuck in the area. The Gudis play, he probably should have called the penalty on it, but we just asked Kipper, and he calls cavemen if you want, but Justin, you're in agreement with us that that's not as a penalty, but there's nothing mm-hmm. suspendable there. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I quite honestly, I love the rough stuff from Florida. I wish the Leafs had a little bit more of it in them. Not too late to get your call and call us 416-870-0590, 1-888-666-0590, or pound uh, star 590 on your Rogers cell phone to get in the queue. Let's go to Daniel from Mississauga. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're hey. good, Daniel. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just calling in, being optimistic this morning. I, I like what I saw last night. Our star guys came up, and we won, and I think we do that for the next three games. We're going to freaking win this thing. Do you see a difference in this team? See a difference in this team compared to what? Well, we saw the first three games. A little bit. I mean, I mean, our defense was obviously much better, I feel. You know, we only let one goal in. Um, Wall was actually pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I just, in regards to completely different, no. Obviously, there were some scares. Uh, some refereeing has to be improved, obviously. But um, we get Sammy back in the place, and we got Matthews. We got, we got this coming out next uh, few games. I think we're going to win this thing. All I right. think we're going to do history here. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's uh, – I thought it was a non-possibility 48 hours ago. I think there's a chance now, and really we're going to find out a lot in Game 5. I, don't th- I wouldn't hold your breath about Eli Sampson not being in that, but I feel like if they can take – they can have their best effort. They can take it to the next level. They can really plant the seed of doubt. Then we're really, really talking, right? We're really, really talking if they can be dominant in a Game 5 – and put the pressure on the Florida Panthers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree with you that there's no chance to Samson on, but I got to stick up for my man, Daniel. Don't you poke into his confidence. This man hasn't probably felt good in a week. The <laughs> sun came up this morning, his hockey team won, and you're asking him all these prodding questions. He just feels better, okay? <laughs> the puck went in the net more times for them than it did the other I, team. I just knew there was a good take. I wanted to pull it out, right. out of him. Uh, Dimitri from Hamilton, you're next. Hey, guys, how are you? Okay. What? Yeah, you're, you're good. On. You're good. Let it rip. Oh, okay, great. No, I thought uh, Wall brought a different presence uh, to last night's game. And, uh, you know, it depends on what the guys do in front of them for the next one, if they're going to keep moving along with this. But uh, very disappointed at the end of the game with Marner not fighting back. Kachuk, I mean, Kachuk gave him a couple shots. And uh, there was no, you know, I think it was a Cardi was on the ground getting punched by two of the uh Florida guys and, you know, nobody around to rip guys off of them. A little bit disappointing with uh, with that, but I like what Wall had to do yesterday for sure. Yeah, thanks for the call, Dimitri. I mean, they're not going to win street fights, right? No. They're not, this isn't the team built to win street fights. I think they handled themselves okay, and if Kipper's okay with yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm kind of okay with it. Uh, we're going to Jay from Oshawa up next. Jay, we got you? Yeah, I'm over here. What's on your mind? Uh, just feeling uninspired. So I, I watched the uh, game that, uh, last night, and I thought uh, they came out like they were up 3-0. They're playing lazy, still can't get out of the zone. Um, I just didn't see urgency. I mean, I watched those Penguins uh, games with my dad all those years, uh, early 2000s, and uh, even in the 2017 run when they had guys go down, defensemen go down, Latang was out. 
they played like a whole unit, and you could tell that they wanted it, and they had guys playing both ways, and uh, the Leafs just don't have that spark in them, you know, and, and, and I felt like I watched even the Raptors that during that championship run. It just feel like they played with uh, a certain level of urgency, and there was a fortitude that you, and a confidence you had with that team, and I don't have confidence in any of these guys that are going to come through. Like two goals in a in a closeout game is not very inspiring. You're not mm-hmm. going to win many games scoring two goals. Um, and I'm great that uh, happy happy that uh, Joseph Wall came through and made a lot of big saves. I give him credit. That kid has been playing his uh, playing his life out there. Um, but I just I'm just waiting to see from yeah. Matthews. I'm still waiting to see some from Tavares. I'm just waiting to see some some passion. I mean, they, don't they got that inside their jersey? Or do they just not read it every day or what? Yeah, pride, honor, courage, right? In the in the collar, pride, honor, courage. They see that as they walk out. Uh, you know, I, I do think there's more to give. And I think you, you can look at that two ways. Like, why didn't we see it last night? Or they have a chance in this series because they they haven't thrown their best punch yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they got through a bit of a tentative start and they got through with a really strong defensive effort. And you're going to have to find another means to get through. And one of these has to be an offensive explosion. I'm telling you, offensive explosion in game five, go back to Florida for game six and they're feeling it because they beat you two different ways in consecutive nights. And that's what they need to do really is have that pressure shift because when the pressure is on the shoulders of the Maple Leafs, it can be burdensome. So uh, we'll see if they're able to survive in game five. Uh, Marty from Keswick's calling a reverse sweep. Let's yeah. hear it. Reverse sweep, baby. It's happening. Mark it down. I said it here. I said it before. You didn't hear me say it. I wasn't able to get on last show. But I'm telling you right now, the reverse sweep is happening. Why? Well enough to win. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put the Leafs as as winners here. It's happening because Florida doesn't damn well deserve it. All right. Look at the attitude those guys have out there, acting like they already won. Well, you know what? You got to win four. You haven't won four. It's not gonna happen because Mitch Marner was laughing at you. You couldn't even put him on his butt. You guys are terrible. Okay. Mark it down. Florida's done. Uh, Marty, you got to call us back every time yes, to get a better phone line. Better phone line. You cut out twice there. I know the fire was there, though. That's why we kept it rolling. I want that stitched on to my rant from the beginning of the show. That's like <laughs> the that's the PS to it. I love that. Marty and Gunner, uh, we got time for a couple more here. So get your calls in 416-870-0590-1-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. Ryan from Caledon, what's on your mind, bud? How you doing, boys? Doing? You're doing a great job. Again, shout out to the hot dog princess. We dearly miss her. Hey, uh, I was ready for this relationship to be dead. It was cold in the water. And then uh, they gave us a little extended break, so I got to go see the marriage counselor. I did my uh, affirmations, my... uh my love language. I'm speaking it in the right way. And now you're telling me there's a chance uh, we could be back. And who knows? This, this could be a thing, baby. So uh, right now, what, what can the LEAF organization do that the Trump administration couldn't? We built a wall, baby. We built a wall. And, and with this great wall in front of us, I tell you, it's going to change the team. It reminds me when Riley was injured earlier this season. There was a common adversity, and this team played together. They knew they were weak in the back end, so they came together. They blocked shots. They, they stayed in scrums together. They played like a team. Anyone that's ever had to stay in one of those boring business seminars 
team together, everyone achieves more. And we're going to do it, baby. I'm feeling it. That glimmer of hope has come back. I thought our raging nerds sat in the box with glasses, but no, it turns out angry Mitchie is the one that we want. If it, angry Mitchie is the, is the one that's going to get us the best game, little uh, seeing-eye wristers that make their way through or his big old hamster hits against the boards all night long, uh, I'll take it. So if, uh, if uh, JT needs to drink his last strawberry milk before the game and maybe Austin has to give him a big old wedgie and steal his lunch money, let's do it. Let's keep that kid angry. I love it. Ryan from Caledon, bring in the heat. Let me tell you something. He mentioned love languages. A lot of people out there's love languages is shot blocks and the dying moments of Stanley Cup playoff games. I love that from Ryan. He's the second guest this week that I'm saying invited back that guy could call in forget who it was who got me all fired up we had another guy earlier this segment but the phone line was uh too bad that was uh, mm. awesome thoroughly enjoyed that i think we got a couple more is it serge or george from toronto either way if you're serge or a george talk to us serge from toronto um people are saying they're gonna get swept they're gonna get swept well florida can win three games why can't toronto win three games i don't want to hear about the past how it's never been done or it's been done from the la kings who cares the past the past if Florida can do it, Toronto should do it. That's my thought. Awesome. No doubt. Thanks, Serge. Uh, yeah, the Florida Panthers were down 3-1 just last series. They know you can come back from a 3-1 deficit. They know that a weakened opponent can be taken advantage of. Uh, I think we got, we might have two more. Let's go quick here. Alan from Toronto, we got you? Yes, I'm there. Are you there? We yeah, got we you. got you. What's on your mind? And when I was a youngster, my father always told me that nothing's for nothing. They're going to have to earn it. They're not going to get it as a gift. And I am saying there's a chance because the Leafs are 110 points in the regular season. Florida's only 91, so there's a 19-point differential. And Joseph Wall is an NHL goalie. When you get to that level, when the big save has to be made, he's just as capable of coming through with it as anybody else. So I feel, uh, I feel very confident. And when there's close games like that, you're only one point away. I mean, you're only one lucky bounce away from redemption or one lucky bounce away from oblivion. You know, these games could have gone either way, especially game three. When you're in overtime, that's what I said. You know, you're just one bounce away from oblivion or redemption. So anything can happen. And uh, yes, I am saying there's a chance. I love it. A slim chance, but there's a chance, though. Awesome. Uh, Thank you for the call. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, I got to say, I started off the show a little tongue in cheek with my rant. I don't know that I believed it. The, the people are winning me over, Justin. Our, our listeners, our callers are, they've got me fired up, especially Ryan from Caledon. Cut that hell of a promo. Talking about marriage counselors in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thoroughly loved it. All right. Somebody's going to, somebody's going to bring me screeching back down to earth. David from North York. How we doing boys? We're good. Typical Leaf fans, just the lane. <laughs> this is the problem. Problem is, you get all your hopes up. It's three to one. We barely squeezed the win, two to one, and now it's literally like we won the Stanley Cup. You're, you're, we're just setting ourselves up for unbelievable disappointment. If you guys just come down to earth a little bit, we're still getting crushed in this year. We're getting, we're just delaying by a game, maybe two games. At the end of the day, this is the problem with Leaf fans, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, listen, it was a tough week for us, right? We're writing obituaries, eulogies that were pretty downtrodden. There's nothing good to talk about three days before the game. You got to get excited about, the, you know, maybe the last time you could potentially get excited. But I, I think, you know, we're in second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Leafs haven't been here in a long time. You got to be excited about a victory. You got to be excited about the possibility of them coming back. You got to be excited about the fact that they weren't eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. So we, you know, maybe we go a little over the top, but that's this market and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I mean, in the deep... In the deep recesses of my heart, I do firmly believe all of that. I actually do think that. Like, that is what I want. But I've been too negative. I can't do it. I cannot come on here and murder this team again. They won the game last night. They did it. Uh, maybe it is a stay of execution, like a lot of people have been telling us. But that's all you were ever going to get last night. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. Again, and I keep going back to it. People have mentioned it, the idea of... The idea of would you have felt better if it was some 6 nothing? No, I wouldn't. That made me feel better than a 6 nothing pasting would it would have. I lied. We got one more okay. because we're not going out on a negative yes. note. Ron from Barry, what's on your mind? Yeah, hey, fellas. Uh, I'm a longtime Leaf fan, diehard. These guys, they, they lift you up and then they let you down. My God, how can we, how can we stay on this roller coaster with this team? Like, some nights they play great. Other nights they play with zero heart. Like... I, I don't know, fellas. I, I can't see this team coming back. I'm, I'm a diehard, but my God, they're, they take you to the dance. They let you down. Like, you know, where does this all end, right? Like, let's hope they can do it. But, man, it's hard. It's hard to see it. It's it's hard to see this team do that. Yeah. Come through that and play four games like that, right? Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, thank you so much for the call. There's Ron and Barry. I, I set Ron up as positive Ron, and it wasn't quite no. there. I mean, that's truth, Ron, is what that is. That's <laughs> what it is. Look, like, we can all dream. And maybe it happens, maybe, but probably Ron's right. Probably. Listen, it's an uphill battle. Um, I really, really hope though. That's the thing. The scheduling, it didn't work out for us either because they play Friday night and they play Sunday night. We, it could be a win Friday. We don't get to talk about it. And then it yeah, could be a loss Saturday in I Florida. Know. So uh, this was potentially last chance to get really, really excited. So I think Leaf fans deserve to be excited, but also very cautious about what's ahead because they are down 3-1 still, and they have been outplayed in the playoffs so far and against the Florida Panthers so far. So the Leafs have to change a lot to get back in this series. But after the win in game four, it does remain possible. Uh, thank you to all the callers. Some fire. Some great personalities coming coming out. Good analogies. Uh, that, That's that, what I like. That was very very fun. Um, up next, I'll go around the league a little bit, but we'll stay with the Leafs. We got ESPN's Greg Wasinski. We got to ask about the Leafs, of course, and what we saw last night. But we also got asked about what's going on in Edmonton and Vegas because it was nasty. There could be suspensions. There are superstars getting slashed. Superstars doing the slashing. Lots of interesting stuff from the Oilers even their, evening their series versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And of course, the Leafs getting back into their series with the Florida Panthers. It's Wish, and it's next on the Fan Morning Show.